short pasta was forced by the experience of the player. Other countries are progressing because they don't beg. But if we continue, you'll think he's special. He's got to get his attitude right and not think that he is better than anybody. It was an erratic and irrational decision taken by Safa. He's supposed to go back to the social media and apologize to the South Africans. There is nothing that can confirm that Baxter was forced or pushed to pick him. What kind of a message are we sending to other players? Are we saying that they should, they can also demand whatever that Severo demanded? The big issue on Coaches Gordon Egerson and Sheikhs Mashaba had more than one thing in common. The obvious one is that the two gentlemen are former Bafana Bafana coaches. The other common factor with these two experienced men is that during their tenure as Bafana Bafana coaches, they had to deal with Tulani Serrero's lack of commitment and unreasonable demands for game time. One famous incident was when Tulani Serrero asked not to be picked by Gordon Egerson due to an alleged injury. It later turned out that the player was preserving himself for a UEFA Champions League game the following week. If he wasn't cherry-picking games, then he was complaining about game time. Long story short, Serrero was banned from playing in the national team, with the public statements uh, given by Safa at the time confirming the ban. Almost 12 months later, the player has now been picked to play for Bafana Bafana. Hello and welcome to The Big Issue. I am your host. In this episode of The Big Issue, we simply ask, was Tulani Serrero forced to Stuart Baxter? Forced on Stuart Baxter? Was the player ever officially banned? What does a ban mean at Bafana Bafana? Who bans players and for what reasons do players get banned? Safa's acting CEO, Mr. Russell Paul, will help us answer those questions. Renowned African football journalist Thomas Konaito will add his voice to the topic as well, whilst we also give some fans the opportunity to add their voice on the matter. Will the SABC viewer be able to watch the upcoming Bafana Bafana games? Stay with us as we find those answers as well. Finally, we'll also hear from Nigeria, their camp about their preparations for the upcoming match. Sokaladuma Radio. Mamelodi Sundowns midfielder Andy Lejali is out on bail following an alleged domestic violence case against him. Could he face possible jail time? Find out more in this week's edition of Sokoladuma newspaper. Get it for only 3 rand 90 cents. We start with Safa's acting CEO Mr. Russell Paul to find out more about Serrero's ban. First off though, we talked to him about the match to find out if it will be televised on SABC. At this stage, yeah, again, it, it pains us to say that uh, the, the public uh, will not be able to watch the game live on uh, SABC Sports. We have not reached any agreement uh, with the SABC at this stage, um, and uh, nothing is forthcoming. They have stuck to their guns on the paltry offer of $10 million, mm. as opposed to our request to continue the previous arrangement of $110 million. All right. So at this point, there's nothing. There have been no further discussions, no further offer from them. As you had mentioned, that you wanted to continue from the previous contract of 110 million. Yeah, we've had uh, discussions with them, but they are not prepared to move up their 10 million. We've also discussed the options of the possibility of this game and the Nelson Mandela Challenge, mm. but uh, they have not been forthcoming. 
So even the national, uh, the, the Nelson Mandela Challenge um, will also not be televised at this point. On SABC now. No, all right. And um, can you confirm perhaps if there are any scheduled meetings with the SABC sport team to continue this conversation, particularly on these two games? Uh, we're open to discussions. Uh, we await their call. If they're willing to talk, we are willing to talk. Right. And um, we, we had spoken to the ministry as well, particularly before the, the, the last two Afcon qualifiers uh, against Seychelles, um, of course, in the middle of the storm. The spokesperson confirmed that there had been a delegate sent, um, an executive member of the, the committee, or the sports ministry. Can you confirm if there was there had been any interventions and to what extent had their intervention been? Look, we, I mean, uh, we did have a call from the DG along this uh, matter, the DG of Sport, mm. uh, along this matter, um, indicating that there would be some uh, uh, intervention. But the outcomes of that intervention, uh, we have not seen yet. There's been no realization of any intervention along that. So the outcomes have, there have been no outcomes, but you can confirm that they have participated perhaps in the mediation, because that's what the tone was from the ministry, that they would try and mediate, uh, they would try and be part and parcel of your negotiations with the SABC. Can you confirm if they've played any part in the negotiations? We haven't had any such negotiations yet. Okay. Uh, I mean, there has been talk about it, but uh, uh, a physical sit-down and the discussion around those mediations has not practically taken place or physically taken place. Mm, all right. Um, I really, really appreciate you opening up, uh, Mr. Paul, um, regarding this issue. And before I let you go, another another one that has been hot on the lips of uh, South Africans um, has been Tulane Serero. A lot of people embracing him back uh, to the national team. A lot um, have not, obviously. Um, it's splitting opinions. Previously, the person that you're acting for as a CEO, Dennis Mumble, had mentioned that uh, uh, he will not be called up again. Um, there are quotes, there are recordings. It's been public information that he would not be called up again. And there are a whole host of reasons why, like dating back from 2014, 2012, um, with various coaches having a problem with him honoring national call-ups. So can you be able to confirm um, if there, there had been anything official sent to the player to say he would not be called back uh, to the national team? And what has changed now? Yeah, look, I can't, I can't confirm uh, uh, whether anything had been sent to him uh, along those lines. As you rightfully pointed out, um, that might have been done during the time of the, the uh, CEO uh, at that stage. Yeah. Um, for now, the coaches had a discussion with Tulani, uh, and uh, he's laid out his plans to Tulani. He's asked for commitment, and as far as the the current coach is concerned, he's received a commitment from Tulani, and that's where it's going to be. I think the coach outlined that very clearly in the press conference when he made that announcement yeah, as well yeah. and indicated how he spoke to Tulani, what he uh, uh, dealt with him. So I think it's 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 one of those uh, providing the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he is a young player, he is a talented individual, and the coach is offering him that opportunity. And can you can you perhaps state to the public then, if the South African Football Association has any policy uh, whatsoever written uh, uh, regarding, not specifically to Tulane Serrero, we understand, I mean, the coach has, has, has put it out there that he has spoken to the player and gave him the conditions within which he will be able to rope him into the national team. It seems mutual, um, but can you perhaps 
enlighten us as to whether or not there are policies out there uh, to ensure that players are punished as a result of maybe uh, deliberately not uh, heeding call-ups? Is there a process in place to ensure that these kind of things don't happen? And are they clear enough for players? Do they understand them? Yeah, I think in any, you know, in any organization, there's always a, a disciplinary process, a grievance process, etc. Those policies exist within the organization. Mm. So when uh, people are out of line, that's the way to deal with it. An individual has the right to lodge a grievance, and the grievance needs to be heard. And uh, reverse to that is, uh, from an employer perspective, uh, you can take disciplinary action. And I think once those uh, processes have uh, been undertaken, then yes, um, you, the coaches and or whoever else would have to heed those calls on the disciplinary process. Is it, is it perhaps when that has been instated, is it perhaps a reversible uh, decision? Of course, there's nothing now. We don't have any paperwork that this was a ban for life to play in the national team. It had been just things that have been said uh, by the previous CEO, confirmed by uh, members of the executive at that time. Uh, but is what is written in the constitution um, of uh, the organization, um, is there a scope for those decisions to be able to be reversed um, when perhaps a new administration takes over? I don't think so much it's a, it's a point for reverse because, I mean, governance is governance and you need to respect the, the governance processes. I think within each one of those judicial processes, you will find scope for an appeal. Mm, mm. So even if a decision is made against an individual to, let's say, suspend or terminate or whatever the case may be, uh, that individual has a right to appeal that. So I would uh, uh, believe that from that perspective, if an individual feels that they agree or believe that they've served their, their punishment or whatever the case may be, mm. they would lodge an appeal in order to have, as you call it, overturned. But it would more be through a judicial process. Sure. Yeah, it won't be up to an individual to overturn uh, a, a judicial process. It would have to go through the system. Mm, all right. Okay, I, I think it's clear uh, enough. Um, I suppose the only thing that is unclear is when the public is not properly informed about it because we knew that Cyrero was banned from Bafana Bafana. But to the extent that it was actually done in, in a way that is professional within the organization, no one really knew that other than what was being said to the public. Um, but thank you very much for enlightening us on that one, um, Mr. Paul. Otherwise, thank you so much for giving us your time then uh, on Sokaladuma. We really, really appreciated it. Thank you. No problem. It is so difficult to find out what exactly happened between the suffer technicals on recalling him back to the squad. But it is also good to see people like Tulan Serero back on the squad because they are so they are so talented and gifted on the field of football. It was a great loss on Tulan Serero by the time he was banned by the by the suffer. I think he's supposed to also go back to the social media and apologize to the South Africans and suffer as a whole. I think uh, Coach Shortbuster was forced by the experience of the player. Uh, the coach needs to win the game, so he just forced and pushed by the pressure of that. I can't leave this player uh, outside while this player always put Nigeria under pressure. I think it's not good, not at all. Other countries are progressing because they don't beg. But if we continue being turned to a state that we beg, you'll think he's special. It will cause tension among the players. They should have let him go and consider having others 
we have a, a pool of players who can do better than him. And they are still young, energetic and goal-driven. No, I definitely not believe that Baxter was forced to pick Serrero. Serrero is one of the best exports that come out of our country. He is an important player for Bafana Bafana. Bafana Bafana need him. I think it was an erratic and irrational decision taken by Safa. Now that it is doing well for his club in the Netherlands, Vitesse and him, there is nothing that can confirm that Baxter was forced or pushed to pick him. Thomas Kwenaite, also known as TK, is a top-notch African football journalist who has immense experience at following Bafana Bafana matches. We caught up with him to find out his feelings regarding the Serrero matter and whether the coach was forced to recall the player. TK, thank you so much for joining us on Sokala Duma Radio. How are you doing this morning? Very well, Nkululeko, and uh, greetings to your listeners. Yeah, well. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, well, Bafana Bafana are hosting Nigeria. Um, it's our home leg now, um, having defeated Nigeria 2-0 in Nigeria. Um, quickly, before we get into the most controversial matter, uh, what do you make of Nigeria's resurgence? Um, how do you see this Nigerian side coming to South Africa? I think Nkululeko, um, I think uh, Nigeria were um, quite disappointing at the World Cup. I expected quite a lot from them, but uh, they were like paper tigers. But um, again, at the same time, for me, it doesn't come as a surprise because uh, every country has its ups and downs. And for Nigeria, for all their prowess and their strengths, Nigeria has been going down uh, for a number of years now. No more do you have um, a Nigerian team that was packed with superstars. The names of the players you could recite from the, you know, from your hand. There was JJ Okocha. Mm. There was uh, Nwanko Kanu. There was uh, Stephen Keshi. Samson Siasia. There was Sunday Olise. Uh, Tijani Babangida. But now I think uh, if you, if you have to recite the names of the Nigerian players, you basically you could call you could call on Miguel Obi, who is no longer part of the team. Then there's Odion Egalo, there is uh, Alex Alex Iobi, mm. and uh, Daniel Agbei, who is their goalkeeper, of course. And having said that, I think little wonder even Bafana Bafana are no longer scared of the Nigerian team. Granted, they came back very strongly after the disappointment of the World Cup and they've, they've posted three straight wins, you know, one against Seychelles and twice against Libya. And they were quite impressive. But even if you look at their performances, in the, in the games that they have played, they have always conceded. When they won against Libya, both home and away, they conceded. Mm. Except, of course, against the Seychelles. And against South Africa, of course, in Uyo, they conceded two goals. So that is one area that I think Nigeria are most vulnerable. And if, even if you look at the present crop of their goalkeepers, with due respect to their to their squad, but I don't think the goalkeepers that they have now, uh, you could compare them to the likes of your Vincent Inyema in the past. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, and and for me, that is where Bafana Bafana can really capitalize and not and not be scared of them because if they are scared of Nigeria. 
they will be they will be seriously punished. Mm, of course, you've just dissected Nigeria nicely for us. Uh, however, um, with those weaknesses and strengths that you're mentioning, uh, it doesn't mean that Bafana Bafana comes with a perfect side as well. Uh, we do know that uh, there are quite a few injuries uh, to the team. What have you made of the Bafana Bafana team uh, up to this point? I mean, it was disappointing that they didn't uh, beat Seychelles away from home, having defeated them 6-0. What was your reaction to them dropping points to a team that is definitely going to lose uh, to Libya and Nigeria? I think I think Bafana Bafana needs to be professional. They need to be consistent. They need to know that it doesn't... I mean, no two games are the same. It doesn't mean because you beat Facial 6-0, then you can go to their home and then it will be another walkover. No, not at all. I think this is one area that Bafana Bafana will need to get mentally stronger. You know, get the job done and then you can relax afterwards. And, 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 and it, it's not the first time. Even when they played, we know what happened when they played Cape Verde. You know, they, they, they beat Cape Verde in their minds. When they went to Cape Verde, they lost. And then came Cape Verde here in South Africa. They thought, ah, you know what? We are playing them at home. We, you know, we are as good as having won. Mm. And they lost again to Cape Verde. So this is the, the mental strength. I think Bafana Bafana needs to toughen up mentally at international level. They, they need to know. If you look at Bafana Bafana, they are never outplayed when they play your Nigeria, your Senegal, your, your Ghana, you know, all these, even European teams like your, your Germany, England, Spain, they even manage to beat Spain because they kind of focus, they kind of tune up when they play the so-called big teams. It is only when they play the so-called small teams that, you know, they switch off. And it is a dangerous mental thing that Stuart Baxter will need to work on it for Bafana, Bafana, you watch them against Nigeria. They will be a completely different team because they'll be switched on. They know that one small mistake, they will be punished. And it is for that reason that they will be switched on for the duration of the match. Mm-hmm. And uh, disappointing, of course, when they play these so-called small teams, they kind of tend to switch off. And it is something they need to work on. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, central to the reason why we gave you a call, is, is, is the fact that um, Tulane Serrero has been called up uh, to the Bafana Bafana team. And uh, Dennis Bumble was uh, quoted uh, as saying that, I can tell you now that those who continue to disrespect the national team will not be considered for selection in future matches. We cannot continue to tolerate that kind of attitude. It's not the first time he has disrespected the national team uh, and he is not going to be called up to the national team again. That's just one, a few lines from Dennis Mumble, the then um, Safa CEO. What was your understanding about the situation um, regarding Tulane Serrero and Bafana Bafana? Yeah, I was, I was quite disappointed about uh, Serrero's attitude um, I don't think there is any player that is bigger than the the, the country. Apparently, uh, Serrero had demanded that uh, if they have to call him, they have to guarantee him game time. And uh, and uh, that is something that didn't happen. And as a result, Serrero just felt that it was not worth it to come all the way from the Netherlands, come sit on the bench here in South Africa. And uh, to an extent, I think um, he might, you know, he might have had a point if you remember that he, he came all the way here and he set three matches on the bench. Mm. Surely a player of his caliber needed some game time at some stage. Uh, even though we don't want to dictate to Stuart Baxter what to do and what not to do. I think if you look at it, Serrero is one of the few players that are playing in Europe, at, 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 in Netherlands, where 
you, you, you could say it is at a very high level. However, a lot of things are at play here, and uh, you never know if Serrano's attitude in the dressing room was the right one, hence the reason why Pakistan did not play him, or it was just simply a tactical uh, way of approaching the game that he was put on the bench. I'm just not too sure. And having said that, Honestly, as a patriot, as a fellow South African, I'm just happy that Brera has been brought back. If you look at it, we are really short of players. Bongani Zungu is injured. You have uh, Chigen Dolly is injured. Kamohelo Mukojo is injured. And that's the Buchis of Villagas, they're all injured. I'm not saying there are not enough talent, but a player of Serrero's caliber can probably come and help. But, and it is a big but, it is on condition but he realizes that no one is bigger than the country and we all have to put our shoulders to the wheel for the sake of the country. He's got to get his attitude right and not think that he is better than anybody. If he has an attitude that he is better than all the other players, then then I have a problem with that. However, if he has reconciled his problems with, with South Africa and with the national coach, and he accepts that at some stage he might be forced to sit on the bench or at some stage he will have to be substituted as a tactical or technical um, strategy by the coach mm. and then he accepts that, then I'm happy with it. Mm. And do you think that perhaps this was a coach's decision? Uh, because I saw um, and heard uh, the SAFA president, Denis Jordan, uh, making a lot of uh, overtures similar to the way in which he was moving before Sheikh Mashaba was eventually fired. Um, of course, Sheikh Mashaba was e- exploded, uh, but Denis Jordan had been talking um, like two months prior, consistently talking about things need to change, things need to happen. Um, and this was similar as well, that before the call-up of the national team, Denis Jordan had been talking a lot in media and he had been mentioning Serrero uh, and the fact that he needs to be considered. Um, he, was, he was an advocate for the player. Uh, so would you say that perhaps uh, uh, Baxter's hand was a bit forced in this? Uh, do you think perhaps the coach um, would have voluntarily uh, called this guy up uh, if it wasn't perhaps for the powers that be? I think, I think um, my, my reading of the situation is that Denis Jordan's head is on the block. If Bafana Bafana are not performing... Uh, not only the coach, but the president of the association's head is also on the block. On the block. Remember, um, an association is judged by the senior national team. If you look at it, some people are saying Ahmad Ahmad in Madagascar has been president for donkey's years in Madagascar. They've never qualified for the AFCON. Mm. They've never won the COSAFA. They've never gone to the World Cup. But suddenly, Ahmad Ahmad leaves. And in less than a year that he, he, he was no longer president of the Madagascar Football Association, that country qualifies for the Cup of Nations for the first time in their history mm. with two matches to stay. You understand? So then people are saying the president who is now in charge of the Malagasy Football Federation is the man. He is the man to lead Malagasy football to the so-called promised land. Now, Denny Jordan as well is under pressure. If the senior national team is not performing, so I suspect that he probably sat down with, uh, with uh, Stuart Baxter. And I know for a fact that uh, there are a number of South African-born players who are playing in, in Europe, like um, uh, Joel Uderse. Mm. He plays for UDNS in Italy. I know for a fact that Denny has been talking to Stuart Baxter to bring the players, and not only him, there, there is another player 
who is playing in Portugal. In fact, a number of players in Portugal. And then he has kind of hinted to Stuart Baxter. Why don't you bring these players to South Africa? Let's see them in a friendly situation. Let's see if they cannot, you know, bring something, to, if, if they cannot add something to what we have right now. And uh, I, I suppose based on those kind of talks, maybe it got to a point where uh, it was suggested that, what about Ferrero? Why don't we bring him? Is there, and then I spoke to Stuart Baxter, and he said to me, I, I personally spoke to Ferrero, and I asked him, I said to him, I am not going to guarantee you playing time. Sometimes you might not be playing, sometimes you will play. It will depend on the opposition and the kind of approach we want to apply in certain games. And, and Ferrero gave him the guarantee that he is, he is willing to work for the country, he's willing to play for the country. And as for who might have made the first overture, I am not 100% sure, but I suspect Danny Jordan and Stuart Baxter, both of them sat down and kind of exchanged notes and came to the agreement that they, they have to bring back Ferrero. Mm, all right. And Pratike, before I let you go, yourself, you've mentioned that as a Patriot, you welcome him back. Um, is that a, a, an easy thing to do? Um, were you not, uh, did you not perhaps begrudge him? Was it easy for you to accept him back? Look, uh, I, I suppose I'm old school. And uh, at 62 years, I think I've been over the mountain and back again. And Serrero is about 27, 28 years old. I know at that age you do make mistakes. And uh, and uh, people deserve a second chance. I know that some people are saying Serrero is a serial offender and all that. But at his age, he's bound to make mistakes. You don't think the same way when you are a little bit older, when you are a little bit more matured. And uh, I think Serrero uh, was reckless. And uh, I'm willing and prepared to forgive him on condition that he shows us both in deed and in action that he's willing to die for the country. All right. Um, Mr. Thomas Kunaite, thank you so much for speaking to us on Sokala Duma Radio. We really appreciate your thoughts. It's always a pleasure. Sokala Duma Radio. I think that star has been forced by Safa, or should I say by Danny Jordan. Because when you look at the team that you have now, when you look at the players that are injured, you look at Kamuhela Mukojo whom also at some point said that he will not come back to Bafana Bafana unless Sheikh Mashaba is uh, is no longer a coach of Bafana Bafana. Now he is injured Kamuhelo. You look at this Busiso Villegas, who is the one who has been playing the role, yeah, number 10 for us. And now he's not there. It means we need someone with experience. We need someone who is going to start there to create goal-scoring opportunities for us. And with Serrero, Serrero can give us that aspect but you cannot shy away from the ill discipline that he has what kind of a message are we sending to other players are we saying that they should they can also demand whatever that Serrero demanded however i think uh, Serrero also is a human being he, he needed to, to to learn a lesson although he learned in a in a hard way now i, I believe he's a grown player and he's going to give us something different he's going to come with um, a clear mind as a footballer that he needs to fight so that he can be able to get the starting lineup. I have mixed feelings actually about the situation. Maybe it is a good thing or maybe not because we all know Serrero is a massive, massive talented player. He can create goals, he can play, he can make the team play. That is his best talent. But then was he called back because we don't have any of those things he possesses? I don't think so. We have enough quality. The only thing that now 
the national team is battling with is these holding midfielders that are all injured. So Serrero being back was Baxter first on the time return. If Serrero starts the game, there could be a possibility that Baxter was forced into a corner to bring back Serrero. Yeah, my word, I'm so excited for this one. So, William Trust Ekong is one of my favorite Nigerian players. One of my favorite. He plays centre-back for the Super Eagles. Uh, he has been a constant at the back uh, for the Nigerians, playing alongside a guy called uh, Leon Balogun. Uh, they, those guys stand out uh, when you see the Nigerian team. So thanks to the Nigerian team's media officer, uh, Mr. Toyin Ibitoye, uh, we'll, we now have the privilege to hear uh, from the player talking about the upcoming Bafana Bafana game. Let's hear him out. Now let's talk about um, this weekend. Um, are you preparing particularly for this game against uh, Bafana Bafana? Remember, you were part of the team when we lost uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to no, you? Of course, this is um, yeah, a massive game for us again. Um, also because we want to try and get some revenge for the, the game at, at home. Um, yeah, the team is, is different again um, to the team that we played with almost, I think, a year ago or longer, two years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a, a new challenge, and um, like I said, we're highly motivated to uh, to to do the job. So it's going to be difficult playing away in South Africa, but I think um, yeah, not not uh, impossible. Um, we're going to be missing a few key guys. Uh, no Francis Uzoho in goal. No Odioni Gallo. Indidi suspended uh, for this game. No Sheu. Um, how will the absence of these key guys affect our game, the Nigerian game on Saturday? Um, I think maybe we'll make our game a bit more surprising. I think we've got a lot of uh, talented players that are going to be hungry to uh, take this chance and stand up and uh, show themselves. Uh, so maybe it's going to be a, a surprise for South Africa. They're not going to know some of the players that are going to be playing now. Um, however, I think we have everyone has full confidence and all the guys that are here with the squad. And everyone who's here deserves to play for, for Nigeria. So, um, yeah, it's a shame that we're missing those players. Um, but then again, it's, a, it's an opportunity for, for the other guys to uh, to show to the world what they can do. Uh, we didn't go to AFCON in 2015. We didn't go in 2017. Uh, we're looking good now. We're on top of the group. We qualified for the World Cup. There's a resurgence in Nigerian football. What was the secret behind this recent resurgence? A lot of young players, a lot of talented players. Your crop, your set of players look like we're trying out a new generation of superstars for Nigeria. Uh, yeah, I think the the last uh, disappointment of not qualifying for the AFCON, which was 2017, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, was maybe the restart for, uh, for Nigerian football. Um, I think uh, there's been a lot of new players um, who've been part of the team now, including myself, uh, in the recent years that are really hungry to show to the world what we can do. So I think we, we showed to the to Africa at least, and um, uh, we made a, a, a small impact also in Russia um, with this new generation, and a definitely taste for more. Um, however, everyone is very focused now on, on the AFCON, and uh, I think we're highly motivated to first of all get there, and then second of all show everyone what we can do. Mm. All right, what, what message are you going to be giving the Nigerian fans who are um, going to be expectant uh, on Saturday against South Africa? Uh, first of all, I want to thank them for the, the great support. I think um, that's been also part of the, the success so far is that we feel everywhere where we've been, home and away, um, we've had great support from our fans. And um, yeah, my message also to them would be to uh, to stay behind the team. 
it's going to be a difficult game. Um, don't expect anything too easy away in South Africa. Uh, be patient with uh, with some of the new players that are coming into the team now, and I'm sure we'll make everyone proud. What about um, your message to South African fans? We're Who coming. We're coming. We can do it, do it again. <laughs> no, of course uh, we respect the South African team. Um, however, we're not there for uh, for a friendly game. We're there to uh, to try and win the game and get a result. So, yeah, we're going to be ready for them. Okay. Thank you, Will. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. As we wrap up the show, Tulane Serrero is back in the Bafana Bafana fold. There's nothing that anyone can do about that, myself included. Sometimes I worry about the underlying meaning of these decisions by the association and the future implications thereof. Since time immemorial, there has always been this tussle between foreign-based players and local players. Coaches who are firmer against the game-time demands from foreign-based players tend not to last long at Bafana Bafana. Maybe that's what informed Stuart Baxter's decision to succumb to any pressure if there was for the players' recall. South Africa need to win one of their two remaining matches in the group. They know by now that it won't be easy uh, because they've already confronted Nigeria and Libya and they know it's difficult. Maybe that's what informs Baxter's decision. The desperation to plug the holes caused by injury. The desperation for a victory. Maybe that's why he recalled him. One thing is for sure though, Tulane Serrero will not be the last foreign best base South African player to make demands. If there is no deterrent, if there are no consequences, this will certainly continue for a long time and this won't be the last time we talk about this kind of topic. Thank you very much for listening to The Big Issue. I'm your host Ngulele Gongewo. I really appreciated you listening to the show. Take care. Soccer Duma Radio. Soccer Duma Radio.